Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Okay. Okay, now get them all. Waarom doe je dat, mens? Nou, nog wat meer licht. Ja, maar... Meer licht op tafel. Why do we label? Discoculia can chip you up in your job. Texas still denies benefits to learning disabled kids. Don't believe all you see. And why Americans struggle with math. This is our podcast for week 46 in 2019. And welcome, Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, thank you so much for inviting me back again. Absolutely, absolutely. We couldn't do it without you. And uh, and we have our links from our website, Discoculia Headlines. And the first one, and I think we've talked about this in the past, but it, it keeps coming up uh, regularly. Why do we label? Yes. Why do we label? Um, let me start here to say that there are some schools of thought and, and they differ greatly. It's it's basically the two extremes. Now, one school uh, finds that it will upset the student to hear that he or she has a learning disability. It will upset the parents. And because of that, they don't want to um, upset uh, people. They say, let's not uh, label. They avoid labeling. Right. Now, the completely other school of thought is fine with students owning their learning disability and they obviously support labeling. Now, the article here that we refer to, and I can only invite uh, our listeners to click on the link and, and read it themselves, is from Professor Amanda Kirby, mm-hmm. CEO of Do It Solutions and campaigner for neurodiversity. Okay. Now here she does not take a side, but she just wants to spark the conversation. Now let me say that I am clearly in the second school of thought and I believe that students need to know about their learning disability and own it so they can advocate for themselves. Right. And if they cannot handle that yet, we just need to help them and there's some work to do first get that anxiety and uncomfortable feeling out of the way right because um, it also depends on how you see a diagnosis now if you label that that's mean giving a diagnosis that doesn't mean that that student cannot learn to read or write or calculate but that actually they learn in a different way and since we know it now, because we have that yes. label or diagnosis, we can now start helping them in the proper way to overcome these hurdles. And going back to the first school of thought, unfortunately, I still see teachers and parents in, in the uh, thought of not labeling because they think that uh, teachers and parents will automatically see the label as set in stone and uh, that that student cannot learn it and that the teachers might 
lower their expectations for that specific student. No, okay. Basically what so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And, yes, okay. but that is okay. not the plan, obviously. No. That is really um, right. from a bygone era okay. type of thinking. So there's actually two sides to the argument. One is if the kid cannot handle it, well, that's okay, but then you need to work on that. You need to work on, on getting that anxiety out of the way. Mm-hmm. Or you don't label because you think that the teachers are going to put them in a box and that's that's okay and but then you that, need, basically. right and that's okay then you need to work on those teachers basically yeah, so yes, you're advocating yes, yes. okay so you're saying okay i'm advocating for taking action okay good good well uh next link says discoculia can trip you up in your job well that's certainly true and this link come comes from uh the reddit site where someone tells the story that they made a mistake with the so-called super handy cash register oops and then had to calculate change oops. mentally oh which was really difficult obviously for this specific person who oh struggles in math and uh luckily the customer at that moment was kind enough to help out so, oh yeah you owe me 20 dollars extra back <laughs> <laughs> but now they feel that um, makes them vulnerable. Yeah, makes them vulnerable. <laughs> that it's a danger in their job, and yes. I can truly relate to that. Uh, you hear this very often from people who really have trouble calculating uh, mentally, and it's one of the hallmarks of dyscalculia, also. So I'm not sure why this person didn't use their phone to figure out, but okay, people right. Should, <laughs> right. should also be comfortable calculating change. Uh, in the easy way by counting up from the amount the customer needs to pay to the amount that um, he has given, the, the, the banknote usually. Now, maybe I'll make a webinar about it so people who have trouble with calculating change can watch and have some options to get better at it when well, we have time to do that. That, that would be certainly an idea. on our list. Yeah. Okay, well, the next link says that Texas still denies benefits to learning disabled kids. What is wrong with that? I mean, we are based in Texas. What's wrong with Texas? Well, wasn't it last um, year that the, that the department came down on them and told them to step off that, that silly eight and a half percent? Exactly. This was a big issue, like you said, last year and the year before. And research found out that Texas schools denied students help because they wanted to stay within their budget. And I can understand that too, sure. but um, the, the students should not be the victim for that. Now, state lawmakers actually stepped in and uh, they brought in monitors to oversee the process. But an investigation with the Houston Chronicle, uh, it's from Houston Public Media, presented by Laura Eisensee, found that the effects of the cap are still there. They still linger. And there are um, still students uh, shut out of their right to uh, special this education. This is horrible. Yeah. And what's more, the Chronicle also found that several key parts of the state's plan to correct the problem still remain incomplete. What One was that the uh, Texas Education Agency failed to provide a, promise, a promised suite of resources, a list of resources, for parents to help them navigate the special ed system if they believe that their child has a uh, specific learning disability. Mm -hmm. Because I can tell you, almost all parents that we see 
had a real hard time with navigating this system. It's very complicated. Right. There's a lot of lingo involved. They right. don't understand it. And, and that, that um, resource is, is uh, sorely needed. Now, another thing is that the agency is, still needs to give guidance to school districts, to administrators, on how to make sure that they can provide makeup services to those students who didn't get their service uh, in previous years. Right. And then um, another thing, at least one regional center told the district that they, there would be a grace period from the state if they didn't comply with state timelines for uh, giving uh, services to oh, those kids. And that's why they didn't do anything. Well, um, according to emails um, that were read by Houston Public Media and the Chronicle, the Texas Education Agency hasn't given that grace period. <laughs> so where it comes from is not uh, yeah. clear, but it does make um, the, some school districts dragging their feet again. So what happens now is that the Texas Education Agency will be taking over HISD, which is the largest uh, school district here in the Houston area, and uh, run it after dismissing the full board. Oh dear. So maybe that will be a move for the better. I hope so for the kids. We will keep I following so. the, the news around this. We're talking to Dr. Further, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com, and we're looking at the links provided on the website DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. So our next link, it's a, it's a picture. It says, don't believe all you see now. What do we see here, Dr. Schroeder? <laughs> yeah, this is a very funny thing. And um, I have to say, uh, more and more uh, restaurants print underneath their um, their bill a, uh, a helpful guide for, the, for calculating the tip. And then you can choose like 10%, 15 18 or 20%. Uh -huh. Now here, what you see is a little piece of paper and it showed a total invoice of $33.76 uh, pennies. And now listen to the suggested tips. They said, if you want to give 15%, please give $11.03, which in fact is more than 30% of the bill. <laughs> For 18%, they listed $13.24, which is almost 40%, and for 20%, $14.11, which is actually over 40%, and, and the last one is completely uh, out of whack, uh, 22%, which is not something that a lot of people actually use, but okay. So they come up with $16.18, and that um, equals around 48%. <laughs> So this Those tip, are some good tips. Yeah, tip advice was, was mainly helpful for the restaurant owner or for the waiters. That's what I think. That's funny. Now, that brings us to our last link, and it says, Why American students struggle with math? Why do they struggle with math? Now, this comes from an opinion written in the LA Times, where the author tried to explain why American students struggle so much with math. And if I quote here, it reads, Consider why American kids struggle. Mathematical competence depends on three types of knowledge. 
having memorized a small set of uh, math facts, like timetables, right. knowing standard algorithms to solve standard problems, like long division, yeah. and understanding why algorithms work, knowing why the standard method of solving this long division problem actually gives you the correct answer. Right. End quote. Uh, the National Mathematics Advisory Panel concluded that our students here in the U.S., uh, most of them at least, have adequate knowledge of the first two, so uh, the math facts and the algorithms, uh -huh. but definitely not the third. And they can do math, or at least sometimes, but they often don't understand what they are doing. Right. They can't check it, and also uh, they sometimes lack... Um, the, the the number sense to see if, if it actually works it makes out. Sense, yeah. That's what you see with the word problems Absolutely. where they know the operation but they don't know if they should multiply or divide to solve this word problem. Now the next thing is a little bit um, of, a, of a big statement and they say what's been overlooked here is that teaching deep understanding to elementary students requires that the teachers have that understanding themselves. Obviously that's true and then the study concluded that uh, consistently uh, there are teachers who do not completely have that deep understanding in math themselves. Oh dear. Now this is of course just the opinion of the author right. writing in the LA Times. Right. But the fact that our children are lagging behind in math is, is absolutely clear. And I see in my practice that students get taught math as if it's a bag of tricks to apply without enough explanation of how things work in the real world. And without enough time also to master uh, important concepts. So there is still that prevailing idea that getting the correct answer is the only thing that matters and that we need to get that answer quickly just by doing the algorithm and that the way more important um, topic of having students discuss with each other and with the teacher which method they used why mm -hmm. they used it and that they can feed off their peers thinking process that is not yet uh, available enough for our students and that could take care of that third uh, part um, uh, yeah understanding why an algorithm actually right, why works. It works okay well so roads to improvement are there we just need to get the uh, kids to do it and the teachers to teach it well thank you very much dr schroeder for your insights Dr. Schroeder is the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com. We welcome her uh, every week here in our program, but she also has webinars on her website, webinars.discoculiatradingcenter.com. You can go there and enroll in these webinars. They're free and they reset every week. So you can uh, every week you can uh, follow these five uh, DiscoCulia webinars. Also, she has an online course for people who want to become a DiscoCulia tutor. And all the information about that is at discoculiatutor.org. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. 
You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Disco Curia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.